What up, what up? Welcome to The Cast of Color, a show where a diverse group of creatives discuss all things film, TV, and entertainment. My name is John Carter. I am joined by the boys, Joe and Gerardo. What's happening, fellas? Howdy. Yo, yo. Type. Fucking type. We're out here. A beautiful Sunday. And we have a dope episode lined up. We're going to get into our entertainment updates with Joe. And we have quite a few this week. Some really, really interesting ones. So that's going to be dope. Uh, the diversity report with your boy. And right into our movie review of the United States versus Billie Holiday. Quite a movie we have. So uh, last day of Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? It's 28 days of February, a quick ass month. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Just catching up with you guys. Everything solid on your end of the neighborhood? Yep, yep, yep. Same old, same old. Yep, can't complain. Can't <laughs> complain. Hell yeah. <laughs> Rado with the uh, the blue Power Ranger, the classic blue Power <laughs> Ranger shirt. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. You know, I had to. Oh, yeah, had to. I used to have a toy of Billy. It's like his head would flip into his uh, his Megazord. Those, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. those. It's a classic Power Ranger toy. The Power uh, Ranger toys were the best, dude. Oh, yeah, bro. Straight up. I mean, I have my little, I have the Jason little Red oh, Ranger. Nice. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Um yeah, need that, need that. But um, I think we might just might just get straight into it, man. Right, right into these these entertainment updates with with Joe. Um, so my guy, what you got for us this week, Joe? Uh, first one I want to bring up: uh, the Boys season three. Anthony Starr posted a little uh, a little picture yeah. of him on set, and they're starting a film. Maybe it'll come in a year or so. But I know you guys are particularly hype. Oh um, yeah, hype. yeah. I, see, I saw. Uh, Erin Moriarty, what's her name? The one that Aaron plays Mori- Moriarty, maybe. Yeah, so, Starlight. Yeah, the- Starlight. <laughs> Starlight posted a picture of her and Jack Quaid, so it looks like they're they might be doing the whole COVID thing where they're like you know they got like uh their bubbles of of uh, actors that they do a few at a time. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Just a are few you at guys? Time. So have either of you read the the actual graphic novel? Yeah, I I, I read I read some of it, and then I kind of just like. Uh, looked up all the videos on the rest because it's it's one of those that's really um one of those graphic novels that's really edgy for the sake of being edgy okay uh, uh, let me ask you this are you familiar with the uh with the with the whole thing about hero gasm wait, 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 wait. oh wait what are you talking about yeah you guys hero- have to explain that to me because i don't i'm not familiar okay I so hero gasm Herogasm is uh it's something that happens in the graphic novels i guess where vought um like pretty much buys out like an island and then like it's a it's a vought sponsored event and they send all the superheroes there to just have a giant orgy ah <laughs> uh, oh, yes. wow very well um and one of the writers said like you know what we're doing this <laughs> and they they're saying it might come in season three so that that'll be hilarious but i mean i can um, see that i see i feel like in the show context it's pretty good uh, like they, I feel like they could get away with that. I think they, they could in this show. They've gone they do there everything already. pretty tastefully. Uh, the graphic novel is not—it's not tasteful, man. <laughs> yeah, I just—I couldn't get through. Like, I can't, yeah, it's just hard. It's I think the boys read. gets away with a lot of could be offensively graphic things. They get away with it because of how tastefully it's done. Yeah, you know I what think I mean? it's really yeah. I, I think it's cool that like Amazon's flagships right now that they're trying to run it looks to be like Invincible and and uh, the boys because like, yeah. Uh, uh, I Air I just Kirk, saw yeah. the the a recent interview with Robert Kirkman the 
the writer of Invincible and The Walking Dead, where he said that uh, Invincible, it's going to be like an hour long drama. It just happens to be animated, you know? So it's, it's literally like, it's like the boys, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, nice. I, I, it's cool. It's cool that uh, I feel like since we're getting Invincible, you know, for the next like, you know, a couple months, maybe the boys, uh, you know, they're, they have a pretty fast turnaround on, on editing and stuff. I think that'll be out by like November, maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. I can't yeah. wait to see where the story goes in season three of The Boys. I, I love where it ended in season two, and I think Home Matters character and um, what's the other Butcher's character. I think they continue to just develop more. And even oh boy, um, what's his name? Jack, um, <laughs> Huey. Huey, Huey, Huey. Yeah, I, I just I enjoy where it's going, man. I can't wait to see it develop. It's, it seems like every season is is just gonna keep getting better. And the good arcs for everyone. Yeah, yeah, man. It's God. I I love it. I I think it's it's it delivers every every. It builds to something more. Yeah. And yeah, I can't wait. Tony Starr. He's on top of posting about it. He's dope. What else, he's, yeah. what else you got, Joe? Yeah, yeah. I know. Boys, season three. That that'll be cool. But uh, I guess up next, next piece of news. Angel Manuel Soto. He's directing Blue Beetle. Uh, first Latino superhero superhero for DC. So nice. cool stuff. Uh, yeah. I, me personally, I don't know too much about Blue Beetle. I'll, I think I'll hand it off to you guys for that. <laughs> yeah, he's cool, man. I think he's a cool character. And there have been different yeah. different iterations of the Blue Beetle. So there have been different people who take up that mantle, I believe. Yeah, and it's going to be the probably Jaime Reyes, which is like the newest one. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He's the one who's in like these DC animated movies. And, yeah, he's, he's younger. Yeah. And, he's um, a very powerful character. Very powerful hero. Kind yeah. kind of like Iron Man. Kinda. It's mm. kind of kind of his like powers come it's it's more like mystical where his power comes from, right? Like it's yeah, that, it's that beetle thing that is latched yeah, onto his back or something. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a. Uh, it's funny because um you know, like this mention of this being like uh the, the first Latino hero for uh DC. It uh Marvel could turn around and I mean, they've been lagging. I've been wanting the show forever. They've been lagging on it. They could just do a Nova show or a Nova movie. Cause, yeah, uh, there's been talks of Nova. Yeah, and the, and the younger Nova is also Latino. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight up. Straight up. So it's, it's a perfect it's opportunity. Like, uh, yeah, it, like, so, I mean, um, hopefully that, that gets Marvel to to make that show because Nova's a really cool character and it's it'd be cool to have, uh, yeah, more representation under on, on that front. But, uh yeah, uh, Blue Beetle is a really cool character that I think uh, would make a really cool movie. Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth DC exploring, and you can see him tie into the some long term DC projects. But yeah, dope news about Blue Beetle. Yeah, if you want to check out some Blue Beetle stuff, uh, some some of the HBO Max has like everything uh, DC, so you could watch some of the animated stuff. Nice. Yep. Yeah, no, I I've seen a couple of those those DC animated universe movies. And he's cool in those, like the, the Teen Titans movies. I think yeah. uh, one where he had a particularly strong presence was, I think, the Judas Contract, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think yeah. so. I, I didn't watch the Judas Contract, honestly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I watched it. And yeah, I remember him having a, a, a larger presence and him being very powerful, not knowing how to control his powers, all of that. And yeah, it's like his technology has his life of its own type, type of thing. So yeah, dope to hear nice. about him. Yeah. Nice. Okay, well, moving on. Uh, any thoughts on the new Spider-Man title? <laughs> mm. Spider-Man, No Way Home. <laughs> no Way Home type. 
I mean, they they backed themselves into the corner with the whole home thing, but I I just wish that they yeah, did no, the I thought that it's a little weird the that they do the the whole home <laughs> thing is is weird, but the whole thing, the whole every fucking movie, all three of them, I'm like, okay, and they don't they don't sound they're not I don't think they're good sounding names. They don't like roll off the tongue, you know? No, oh, fuck no, like that, far that, from home, like ugh, that doesn't yeah. sound like a cool Spider Man movie. No, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? But I like Spider Man one, Spider Man two, and Spider Man three. That was enough for me, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, the title, uh, I mean, it, it, it could imply a lot of different things with the multiverse, which, which we might be seeing, you know, uh, I don't know. WandaVision might have some implications towards that. And then we got, uh, we got a lot going on with the multiverse, uh, apparently in this next phase of Marvel movies. So, um, yeah, it, it, it might actually be a multiverse movie judging by the name, I think. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what a lot of people say too. Is that like, like WandaVision, Spider Man, and uh, the next Doctor Strange movie mm-hmm. is supposed to be like a quote unquote multiverse trilogy because they're oh. all supposed to tie in with one another. So they put a we'll lot see. of hexagons too on the on the board. If you noticed, there's a lot of hexagons on the uh, Spider Man uh, board. And so in the where, where where they you know how. When they announced the name, it was on written on a board. On a whiteboard right. and all the other options and different names they had on the whiteboard. Yeah, and then there was yeah. like a lot of hexagons <laughs> on there, which I yeah. thought was funny because uh, WandaVision makes a big point talking about hexagons. Yeah, no, and the way they talked about it in WandaVision too is like, is like when they're in like the real world. Because one of the things that like at least I I said was like, why are there so many hexagons? And then they literally said that in the show. You know, it's like, why is all this happening? Why are they using hexagons? But hexagons are pretty like they've been using hexagons for a long time in the MCU. Like, like with all the guardians, like whenever they like do jumps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James James Gunn. Yeah, in in the Guardians too, when they're going through like that slip space thing. Yeah, all the hexagons. Yeah, I noticed. I went back and I saw that too. Yeah, it's really cool. And then um, Doctor Strange, like when they're in the library, all those books are like hexagon shaped. And then there's like hexagons in Captain Marvel. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but whatever, you know, whatever. Though. It's cool. They, the MCU just fucking loves hexagons. That's all it is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, the uh, common hexagons. shape. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. No, uh, aside from that, I think we we got a we we discussed this quite a bit, like outside the pod, like group chats, and we posted about this too. But uh, yeah, the Superman yeah, reboot. Yeah. Type, oh yeah, type. Superman reboot. We got a new Superman movie, yeah, produced by J.J. Abrams and Ta-Nehisi Coates. Uh, he's like a comic book writer. He's done a couple mm-hmm. things for Black Panther and Captain America. Easy. Um, yeah. Uh, so there, it's it's implied that they're gonna start. Uh, like, this is gonna be a black Superman story. That's the important thing. I think you nice. implied right because I think everyone's making. Uh, we're, I mean, I mean, included, but we're all making a lot of assumptions. I think you know where it's like. And do you think that's just because of the writer who's attached? I think to it? I think it is because it's because I mean that writer in the past has, you know, said he had interest in a black Superman, but but I think that, like you said, he's a comic book writer, so of course he's going to have opinions like that because you know he, he comic book writers they 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 can do whatever they want because it's a comic book, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. um. I don't know. I don't know if they would replace Henry Cavill because it's funny. Every, if you look at DC, every single post they have now, everyone in the comment section is always like, keep Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, everyone wants stuff. Henry. I don't think this necessarily means that 
handling. It's not a race. It's and it's not a race. I don't think it's a race thing. It's not. It's not like a. I don't want a black Superman. Or it's like it, it's like just give Henry Cavill a good movie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like we we all like we're fans of Henry Cavill. Like he's the boy. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, not I, he's not the problem with like like him as Superman isn't an issue. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think he's the best. It's like right now we're sitting with a great Superman that is Henry Cavill, and the fact that it hasn't been done right, it's like let's just do that first before we go to recasting. Like why? Yeah. Why do that? It's like we have him. He's great. He looks great. He's dope as fuck. Let's just yeah. get it done right. Like that, that's it. It's, it's simple. Just on, on top of that, please don't make it freaking Michael B. Jordan if it is Black Superman. Bro, I would hurl. <laughs> and you know, there have been so many talks about him being, you know, an alternate Earth Superman. Yeah, being Michael B. Jordan. You know what I mean? And it's like, bro, I don't want to. I mean, bro's a solid actor. I don't want to see Michael B as no fucking Superman. I see, yeah, I just, I just want to see. Want to. I want to see. Give, give me another guy with the give Superman vibe, guy. you know? Yeah, man. Like, just do Clark Kent right on the screen. That's what we need, and you can do that with Henry Cavill. Just do yeah. that because we have and him. Just do it. One thing that is wor- worrying though is that J.J. Abrams is in charge of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that, um, man. because like, I mean, have you seen his old Superman treatment? For those that haven't, you should. Look, look it up online uh he 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 had like a lot of really bad ideas for superman he was gonna do superman flyby i believe it was called and it was um i think it was the thing that was supposed to be the superman thing before they ended up just doing superman returns with brian singer <laughs> people uh. talk that movie bro that movie was a punchline for so fucking long the superman returns oh, man. oh so sad bro. oh yeah i know fucking kevin spacey's it was kevin lex spacey luther. Right? lex luther yeah, yeah. he's lex luther yeah but yeah how i feel about this man you know if i, I just i hope I just I don't want to see Superman recast right now. I just want to see him done right. And, yeah, uh, I just want to see Henry Cavill. That, that's it. Good. Yeah, man. He's and, where he plays the Superman that we all want to see. And honestly, I do not think it's that hard to to create that. I I don't think it is. So I'm just yeah. Plus, I think that like I don't think they can recast Henry Cavill because The Rock really really wants to fight Henry Cavill in the movie. And just think about how that would look aesthetically. That would look amazing. Really. The Rock and Henry Cavill. It would, Cavill, look, that would, it look, would look phenomenal, man. Like, that's what the, the Rock is an entertainer. He does the action shit. Henry Cavill is the man. I would love to see it. Yeah. 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 We'll cool. see. We'll see. But yeah, no, that, I think that's uh, that's it on my end as far as entertainment updates go. Awesome. Uh, Hello, hell fucking updates. Yeah. Yeah. John, what uh, what you got over there? What's 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 popping over in the diversity report neighborhood? We got a few things <laughs> going on, you know what I'm saying? Um, one thing. Are you packing a bowl right now? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> multitasker, Joe, multitasker, my friend. Um, but <laughs> yeah, man. One thing, since we are reviewing the movie The United States versus Billie Holiday, I did a little research early this morning, just getting more context behind the movie. We'll get into into the movie review, but damn it, you need some fucking context for this movie just to make a little more sense. It just not it does not hold your hand. And it and does it not should. hold your hand. <laughs> As we were watching the movie, motherfuckers had to go on their phone and look up articles and different things. But what, we'll get to that. Um, but I got I saw this article from the lead, Andre. Uh, forgive me on the pronunciation. Hey. Yeah, Andre Day, um, who's the singer of Rise Up, very empowering mm-hmm. song. Hi, very very dope song we that song was played for um 
facing our truth. Thank you, my brother. That was you know, beautiful. Come on now. Y'all, <laughs> y'all recognize that song as soon as I hit that note. Come on, there's no mistaking. Um, yeah, that song was played during uh, Facing Our Truth, the play I was in last year about Trayvon Martin. But uh, she, there was an article about her just saying how she felt, feels about um, J. Edgar Hoover. It's on Yahoo, and it's just her saying, and I quote, he is the Hitler for black people. The man was a demon. Straight up. And so J. Edgar Hoover, Leonardo DiCaprio played him in a movie with Army Hammer. Uh, it was like 07 or 2010, some shit like that. Maybe been uh, 2011. But uh, J. Edgar Hoover was just um, FBI director. And the reason I feel it's relevant to mention him is because the FBI presence in Judas versus the Bla- Judas and the Black Messiah, the FBI presence in uh, this movie, I think it's some of these movies about black figures they're really going out of their way to show the government and the entity involvement you know what i'm saying so i thought it was just once i saw that i was like you know that kind of comparison once i see anyone compare anything that's pretty it, extreme. it is pretty extreme it is pretty extreme because um yeah i mean at the end of the day the man j edgar hoover was an american guy thinking he was doing the right thing by the american people but i'm sure very um racially biased as many white people were in that day so i'm sure he's a piece of shit in his own way uh but hitler (laughs) hitler and hitler and that's why it's 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 okay to be choosy with your words (laughs) you know what i mean you you don't have to go to that far i don't think yeah comparing um, i think you could be very specific in saying this person did this to our people that's he doesn't have to be the hitler he could be the j edgar hoover he could be the j edgar hoover but you know what the thing is gerardo that could be a hell of a lot worse if you paint the right context you know what i mean let's yeah show him what he did he was given unlimited resources as the director of the fbi and a lot of that thing a lot of those initiatives were racially targeted all that so yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's interesting that you mentioned the judas and the black messiah thing because uh i feel like uh this movie almost followed followed like a similar thing like you said where uh, right. it shows the institution it shows both movies uh showed you how they used uh black people against black people absolutely and, they uh they use black people against black people 100 percent in both those movies yeah yeah watching them back to back is kind of <laughs> it's kind of crazy yeah yeah man exactly so that, that that's why i i just felt uh it, it was it was relevant so yeah uh, you guys want to get into the the review I think it's I think it's a good time to do that because yeah we might as well. So so uh, this movie, The United States versus Billy Holiday, is directed by Lee Daniels. <laughs> Lee, and, uh, yeah. Do you, do you guys know any of his other movies? No, not familiar. <laughs> me neither. Let me see. Yeah, let, let me just pull up this guy's uh, body of work here. So yeah, here we, can, we go. Uh, yeah, Lee Daniels. I see. Okay. Reviews about it, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Precious, he he directed the butler, Precious, the Butler, yes, the Butler. Okay, Precious was he he know. directed also, he directed both of those, yeah. He does some work on Empire. Empire was huge when it first came out. That it kind of felt. Oh, like he's a he's a co-creator. Yeah, Monsters Ball. That was a it's a cool movie. Okay. Okay. Seeing that, okay, seeing that is a little disappointing then. No bit. No <laughs> because. Bit. This movie was pretty pretty bad. Um and and uh and we'll get into why it's bad because I think we'll there were some it's ex- bad. Yeah. And, and by bad I, I mean I mean it's really 
it's it's just not focused. Um, the movie is about Billie Holiday. She's a singer. She was a jazz singer uh, in the fifties, forties. That uh, she she sang the song called "Strange Fruit," which was a poem originally written by a Jewish communist. Yes, and it was about the lynchings. Uh, it was about a very specific lynching. Yes. Uh, uh, and I'll find that later. <laughs> yeah. It's it it about a very specific lynching. Very vivid. And the movie kind of touches on all of this, but it doesn't really ever, ever go into um, why the song was important to Billie Holiday and what it meant to uh, black people at the time. It, it was a very, it's a very important song. Um, mm-hmm. And, and the movie really in all its marketing, tried to sell you on the, that story was about this song and how the FBI was trying to stop her from singing the song. When in reality, uh, what the movie is, is just, uh, you're just watching her do a lot of heroin, <laughs> you know, for someone that had like such a, such an interesting life, they really managed to, to, to make it. So everything so drawn out and almost boring sometimes in this movie, man. Like I also want to I want to bring up real quick uh, the fact that like in most recent memory most people probably would have heard Strange Fruit if you listened to Blood on the Leaves uh, Blood on the Leaves <laughs> by Kanye West yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is interesting uh, I mean um, Kanye was talking about his own thing there with uh, the fashion industry and how they didn't want black people which at the time you know like he was yeah kanye did break a lot of ground in the fashion industry um yeah i mean essentially changed the way a lot of niggas dress bro like it it wasn't before it wasn't cool to wear like small form-fitting things and it was it just yeah yeah man and then also he just like um is didn't he get someone on um he got he got someone uh, really i mean he who did he mentor Virgil or something? Right. He, and then yeah, like, that yeah, guy yeah. ended up being like the CEO or something for like a really yeah Versace or some shit. <laughs> Bro, Kanye yeah. has so much fashion credibility. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so he was frustrated at the time, probably heard that Billy holiday song. He was like, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the song man. goes hard. The song goes hard though. And it did, it did expose, I, you know, it did expose, I think the song to uh, a lot of people that otherwise would have never heard it. You know? exactly yeah. that's the importance yeah. of it that's that's yeah mm-hmm. yeah um so the movie doesn't really ever i mean touch about the importance of the song i mean it, it just it just says says that the song is important and that white people don't like it it, it never says why it never says why billy holiday liked the song so much it doesn't talk about the history of the song or the fact that billy holiday wasn't the first uh, recorded artist to do the song it's just the, the the movie doesn't care about any of that it just cares about showing you the turmoil of her life leading up to her death i i feel um yeah yeah the movie opens like on a on an interview that's being conducted by this white lady on on billy holiday and uh she's asking her about strange fruit and that sets up the movie to be about this and um exactly that's where it says it right there it's it's that should be the most important part yeah yeah so then so then you get a so then you get a a, a bevy of flashbacks <laughs> and they do the editing was so bad did you guys like notice that how like it was like 
it would have like a really bad grainy filter and it would be black and white and then it would um fade into color almost like oh now you're there like it was <laughs> exactly and that, that's what it was doing it was and it was also taking what looked like actual historical parts just very small clips and throwing that in there to help with this kind of time shift transition and it didn't look good it didn't look smooth and it was just there were some parts that you got confused if it was a flashback or not and, yeah. and that in that part it's just it's it's just not the best direction man and that's yeah, yeah. So, so it flashes back and automatically they're like are you gonna sing strange fruit she's like i can't sing strange fruit they only want to hear me sing all of me right mm-hmm. uh, which was yep. so ironic because this song all of me it's a jazz standard it's one of my favorite jazz standards uh i i, I listen to that one all the time i listen to the george benson version it's really cool uh it's a really cool jazz standard um but at the beginning of the movie, she said, it's a, you know, it's a song. It's a love song. It's a, she says that they just want to hear her sing that superficial song. They don't want to hear her sing Strange Fruit, which is so ironic because the song, uh, throughout the movie, you hear all of me way more than you hear Strange Fruit. Like you hear all of me in the score. You hear it on the piano in the background. That, that It comes up every, every few freaking minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that you hear that song more than strange fruit just because like one of the scenes that i like would remember is like she would start singing it on stage and then maybe she'd say like a line or two <laughs> she got and then the cops would storm the fucking stage i'm like bro get, get her off that stage <laughs> and, that, and that happened once i mean it would have been i think more effective if they had that happen multiple times or something to show yeah you, you know they should have just done something more to show that it just felt more like it was an inconvenience for her you know what i mean you, you know what they were where they were going for this was to show that she stood up for civil rights and then you know they said that in one of the scenes in the fbi interview one of these young fbi agents he's like they're fearing that she could start what's called the civil rights movement <laughs> and it, and, and <laughs> oh my like, god that was right. so bad and it's like if you're gonna go in with that then explain really go into the importance of the song. And um, I, I think what they, what they were trying to do, they were trying to paint Billie Holiday. Because if, if this is your first movie, because Allie, for example, my wife, she didn't know what Billie Holiday was. She was like, wow, it's cool that she stood up for that song, despite all the shit that the world was throwing at her, these agencies. So, you know, it, it, it paints her in that light, which is cool, but it doesn't really fully do that. It just, she just, just kind of... Yeah, that is how she says it's important, but then it gets you, into her being vulnerable as a human and a drug addict and all that. Yeah, but. you think it's going to start as that, and and then it just goes into like a spiral of, it doesn't, it it goes into a spiral of showing you just her doing a bunch of drugs and ending up with a bunch of different men. Exactly, uh, and, and you're trying. That's, yeah. that's the cycle this movie goes through. It's like I'm on stage now, I'm having sex now, I'm doing heroin. But yeah, exactly. literally, it happens like it's like. It's like Singing songs that are like explaining her life, saying saying how she does what she wants, regardless if it's healthy for her or not. Oh, you know? dude, I, I I hated I hated them using the songs to try to. Uh, yeah, man. It's like because these are these are jazz standards. Like these songs weren't written by Billie Holiday. You know, they were they they written all these songs. They were pretty superficial. You know what I mean? Then that's why Strange Fruit was so important. Um, all these right. songs were, they were musical theater songs that about love and about all this different shit from musicals. And, and that's what she's singing. And it was very weird for me uh, for them to frame all these jazz standards uh, yeah. in, in, in this way. There's this song called Solitude. Uh, and in the, in the movie, they have Solitude going on. It's a love song. 
and it's just so uh jarring and not in a good way to just see her sitting on a toilet doing heroin or whatever like in the middle of this love song it was yeah. it was just really bad direction mm. overall i think yeah yeah um, it, it wasn't I just, focused it's like i wouldn't have minded the heroin and and the addiction and all that but we needed to see how she got there and we didn't get enough of that and when we did get it it was too late <laughs> exactly because by the time we did get it it was in a flashback that wasn't the clearest flashback and when we're, when we're talking about strange fruit the song it's that was a poem written by like you said earlier gerardo uh a, a communist was he a jewish man yeah he was he was a social activist in a way now and it, it's a powerful song and it is so vivid of a black person being hung in the southern states that's exactly what happened and if you're gonna start the fucking movie by saying you know it, it was her defying the gov- the the world by singing this song just dive into that apart a little more because you're building her to be what this FBI agent stated at the start of the civil rights movement, and you don't back that up the rest of the movie. You just show this downward spiral. The song. You should have yeah. first listening to the song. You Bro, should- we didn't hear the song until way fucking later. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. I want to hear well, the song. We're, we're, we're talking about the song more than the movie does. The movie just really focuses on her heroin addiction. Absolutely. And that's why it's so hard to talk about this movie. It focuses on uh, the, yeah. Like, like you said, like, like Joe said, it's just, it's just, I'm on stage. I'm, I'm with a different man. I have a heroin addiction. <laughs> uh, now, uh, I, I will say that I do like uh, the main actress so much. Uh, yes. She, yes. She was, she, she was, she, amazing. Uh, she makes this movie worth seeing because she delivered a fine performance. And she showed she, it. her acting debut. This is her acting uh, debut. And yes, she sounds, acting debut. she sounds so much like Billie Holiday. It's, yeah, it's, I it's think it's fucking amazing. Um, oh, gosh, did so much work into I think it helped her being a singer. You know how Gerardo last week, you said it was so cringe as Andrea said, you know, she could play that role. She experienced it, whatever. Yeah. I think that helped. No, no, with, with, with singers, with singers, it works. That's why you know, it, like, it just uh, it worked, man. That's it, why it you got so uh, Ray well. Charles. Ray Charles oh. is one of the better performances, you know. One hundred percent, man. Ray Charles, and it gets into his his addiction with drugs, and that it, it does but it. In that that movie does it in a good way, though. It does, and it show, it's like <laughs> holy shit. Ray Charles is fucking. <laughs> nigga was really awesome shit. <laughs> But and I, oh, do, do you know what threw me off about this movie was uh, some of the dialogue was just way too modern. And, and you know what? I think that's why it was enjoyable by many people. Like Ali was like, I like this dialogue. I goes, I do too. But some parts, like with the same bitches, I'm like, I don't know if they'd be talking like that back in the day. You know what I'm saying? No, like, mo- most of it, it was, I don't, I don't know if that's, that's a good way to be being, be portraying the, the, I don't know the environment back then. Yeah, I guess it was just it was I guess it was enjoyable that dialogue, but I don't know if it was historically the most accurate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it was, was enjoyable. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know, man. This movie should it be like one of those like because I like, you know, this movie at the beginning, it, it was it had it, it, the tone is all over the place. There's a there's a dog funeral in the movie, you know. Yeah, and you know, that's some comic relief for you. You know, you pull up and you you realize that it's a funeral for a dog. It's like, okay, cool. But uh, you you really want to see how Billie Holiday is this. Not even if you if you're gonna open again with her saying the importance of the song, just show her, show us why she felt that it was important, and, and mention the fact that it was written by someone else. I thought that was interesting when I got into who actually wrote this 
poem yeah, that it was turned a poem. into a song and yeah. what inspired so, him. Like yeah. he just he saw a lynching of a black person. It's it's a very vivid song. And it well, it, that, that's that's what I think was very messed up. They gave his experience to Billie Holiday in this movie. Right. It's it, I think it's important to have that distinction. Like this was this guy's experience. He wrote it to a poem. Billie Holiday was not the first person to sing it, but she had the most clout and she chose to sing it, which is why she, mm -hmm. that exactly. you're doping your way. You're doping your way for doing that, Billie. Um, but everyone is part of that process. Everyone who sang yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so halfway through the movie, right before she sings a song, we get thrown into a really confusing sequence that that was pretty badly directed, I think, too, where uh, Billie Holiday runs into the lynching that the original guy who wrote the song, what he, what he ran into, uh, she experiences that lynching. It's not very clear though. None of that, this is clear. We have to, we have to acknowledge that Gerardo, that was one of the most confusing parts of the movie. So in this mm -hmm. scene, I, I asked myself out loud, is this a flashback or what are we doing? Because it's not totally clear. And that's, that's a bad directing part. It took away all the, all the, like, poignancy of it like i had absolutely no, um, i had no i'm just like i'm more confused than than you changed her i'm not really shocked i'm like right right and it I'm makes like, it feel like a movie i'm like oh it's a, it almost felt like a like it probably would have been cool on stage like that that feels that feels like that part would have been like a fantasy if, sequence on stage or something percent with cool. some different lighting some transitions on stage and 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 you could literally do it in one room because you could just change the the, the vibe yeah. but, but but it did it not work it didn't Billie work Holiday, it was confusing yeah. it was she, very confusing she, she sees the lynching she goes into a house starts crying goes into a different room and is about to do heroin it's like a dream sequence and then ends up backstage and then she sings strange fruit which was a uh, good i mean you, you know with with all the music scenes i don't I, I wouldn't even say those are strongly directed i would say that the music does all the work there yeah, and I think she looks beautiful as I think she just she kills it. I think the lead and the is, band. Oh god, the band sounded so good. The the, the yeah. recordings, the recordings are so good. I, I listened to the uh soundtrack uh or for, for this movie and it's like uh she she sounds so great, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I wanted to just dive in a little bit into the FBI interaction in this movie because I, I feel like it was kind of shallow. There, there were it scenes was, where it, it, it might, was might as well not have been there. <laughs> oh, might as well. Not. I, and the scenes that didn't involve them, they're so it, it's just like you you see that Anslinger is, is a real person, Agent Anslinger, and is, is just an absolute villain in this movie. And I think it helps to humanize characters just because you get a better understanding of their motives. And it just it keeps you kind of evil white guy with a mustache, evil white guy <laughs> with a mustache from start to fucking finish. He's an evil white guy with a mustache. I get it. I we, we know white people have already done historically bad shit. I just want to see a little more context because he's relentless. Yeah. He's relentless when it comes to Billie Holiday. And uh, I just I feel like even those scenes with the FBI agents were kind of shitty. They were they weren't they weren't they felt like, like the same way as the Judas and the Black Messiah ones where it's like, why is this so fucking cartoony? Yeah, <laughs> man. And it's like you should get just show them as more of this intricate, subtle organization. That's what makes them so dangerous. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, it's subtle. It's, it's, yeah. it's not just they're literally taking a little bag of they're like plant this heroin on her and then like <laughs> into these, and then they just have to like drop it like one of her exes he like gave her a hug and he literally dropped it, it in her, her pocket. pocket 
and they walk in the fucking door. The FBI is like, got your ass. <laughs> like, got you, come on. <laughs> Go yeah, it's really like fucking Scooby-Doo. Oh, my. It, it's it's ridiculous. It's like the, the FBI was dangerous. And, and I mean, they are today, but more racially targeted back then because of how intricate and how subtle they were. You know, and that's it's like paid into that more. It's like you have these assholes wearing these fucking silly top hats. It, it just it looks very cartoony because this guy that she falls in love with, Jimmy Fletcher, is an actual FBI agent, you know, and he's this black dude who is an FBI agent. He ends up doing some heroin. His character is all over the place, too. Very well acted. Very well acted. Yeah, that, that's well the thing. Acted. And he had, he had great chemistry with uh, with Andre Day. I think they I were love the, them, the, too, yeah. the, them too were the highlight. And them and uh, everybody hates Chris. I liked him. What's, what's his oh, name? He was dope. His name was Chris <laughs> in the movie. He ends up dying. And what's, what's his name in real life? <laughs> I don't know. He, he was, every, everybody hates Chris. You know, everybody hates Chris. He's, he's all grown up now. The boy's grown. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was he was he was a nice surprise in the movie. He was great to see. He was good, man. He was and his character. He he that was a real life guy too, Prez. Yeah, bro, straight up. That was like, you know, that guy like he. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 great. Um, Now, the movie, uh, you know, it ends uh, with Billie Holiday's death. She kind of died from like liver failure and withdrawal and a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> I mean, like, they go out of their way to show how physically she deteriorated. They yeah, broke, they show it her teeth, they show it her skin, her eyes. They really do that with makeup and all that. Like, yeah. So, um, you know, the movie ends on on her death, and um, it's really anticlimactic. It is, and I I think Gerardo, a big part of it being anticlimactic is some of the really big parts. And when she goes to jail, it's pretty sudden. Like she meets this dude, the soldier boy, she calls him Jimmy Fletcher, the FBI agent. She meets him, they do a little bit of interaction, and then he busts her and sends her to jail. And yeah. she did do one year and one day. Billie Holiday did serve that time. She really yeah. did. And she is re- she was sexually abused as a child. She was she had experienced so much trauma. It's just so weird did. the way it all threw this at you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, and and the way that it, it showed how she had issues with intimacy and how Jimmy Fletcher helped her with that, but she the way that she preferred to be loved was through a certain type of love, which was abusive and all that, but whatever, that's what she's used to. I think mm-hmm. the movie is trying to paint it in the way that regardless if that's what she wants, that's what she wants. I'm like, okay, yeah. I get that, but they just did a bad job at it. Exactly. It didn't tell you why she wants that, which is the most important thing for a historical figure in a character is the context behind everything. I feel like this movie expects you to be like, if you don't know about Billy Holiday, you're not already woke, you know? Yeah, and bro, I, I, <laughs> you not woke. You know, it ends with her death, and then um, yeah. and they put evil music over JFK giving um, Aslinger <laughs> uh, uh, um, a presidential medal of freedom. I think, oh, you know, it makes me feel I'm like fuck JFK. That's how you feel, but it's like oh god, it's like but 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 they put the evil music under it, and it's just exactly. I mean, like, what's the context there? I'm I'm sure there's more context there. Yeah, because like, th- this this movie is one to show the relationship of the U.S., the United States. That's why it's titled that. That's why it's called <laughs> the United States. It wants to show the different entities that were targeting Billie Holiday and why they hated her. Okay, you've, you've shown us that you hate her because she sings this song that is about racist white people. 
okay, we got that, but it's just it doesn't. But do- it's like it's like they were able to get her because she was an addict. So yeah, that's let what us they know why on. she was an addict. Like you exactly, because I mean. that was the little loophole. And they said that they're like, we kind of ra- we kind of rushed a nigger for singing the song. <laughs> well, we, exactly. still, we still we still gotta get the bitch. You know, it was very. They literally says they literally say they that says, so yeah. cartoony. Exactly, it's like kind of rushed a nigger for singing, but we gotta get the bitch. What are we gonna do? It's like <laughs> she's a drug for- addict. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Get so her for the drags. <laughs> you know so, the the dialogue there just seems like a little. It, it was so simple. You know, it was so simple. It's trying to pay. It's trying to outline the the movie. You know, saying she's get she could spark the civil rights movement. We can't get her on singing the song. How do we get her? She's a drug addict. Let's focus on the, that's the movie. And they explain it in that aspect, and they don't do a good job of doing a full yeah. circle of it. Yeah. What do you guys give it out of five? Out of five, uh, what are we talking? Out of five, uh, how about five? Oh, God. It's- I know. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all very inappropriate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we can't say. I think I know where you guys were heading with that, but I'm like, ah, maybe not do that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to say I'm just giving it a two out of five. Two out two? of five for for oh damn what's his name uh the dude from moonlight and yeah uh, he has a long role. name yeah. yeah we got to get his name he's i think he did a, a wonderful job so you, you're going okay, with the here two. i got it i got it right here right here oh, it's his Trayvon name Ro- is yeah Trayvon 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 Trayvon. and then andre day right yes andre, andre day Trevante yeah, yes. Rhodes. okay okay Rhodes and andre. one point for each of them <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, uh yeah, before you guys give your scores, I do want to say um, I think this movie just suffers from what any other like musical biopic kind of falls into. You know, mm-hmm. they just focus on all the outside shit versus like the actual yeah. subject matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, like me personally, like like Ali, John, like I don't know too much about Billie Holiday aside from the song. But um, right. Like, me personally, like. I obviously did a little bit of research before watching the movie and uh, it doesn't definitely doesn't do her like any favors. Like if you don't know anything about Billie Holiday before watching this, then you're just going to be like confused. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, on top of that as well, like for me personally, I, you would need like uh like I'd rather have watched a documentary on this story. I think they do. They had a good, like something good to talk about. They just couldn't execute. So, I mean, there's a, they had the right people. They just, yeah. Uh, um, there's a. I think there's a good documentary that just came out about a year ago. Um, that I would rather watch instead. I'll probably watch it after this pod just to learn a little more. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you, man. Uh, okay, so a two for the boy Joe. It's 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 gonna be a a two point three for me, and the two point three is coming from. I really enjoyed the performances by the lead, Audra Day. Um, I enjoyed Jimmy Fletcher, the boy. What's his name? Trevante. Trevante. Yeah, Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I think he did a phenomenal job. I just, again, you know, I I think that the direction was kind of unclear. I think chronologically sometimes it was unclear. And what I I did, I give it a 2.3, not a 2, because I think it had a powerful message to tell, like you said, Joe. And I think if done correctly, it really could have done well. So I applaud them for trying. 
You know what I mean? I applaud them for mentioning how important this song Strange Fruit was. And but I just I wish they would have done better. So 2.3 for me. Yeah, I give it a one and a half. <laughs> well, I, I, I only go by 0.5 intervals, by the way. I, oh, OK, I, I got you. I get I get pretty specific. <laughs> again, I can't. So, I mean, I, I can't give it a two, you know, uh, yeah. and I only go by 0.5 intervals. So I'm going to give it a 1.5 just because we got a cool soundtrack out of it. And um, I like the, yeah, the, the, the performances. Uh, other than that, yeah, you're better off watching a documentary like, <laughs> like Joe said. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I think the information is great, but the storytelling, yeah, the storytelling of it, it, it failed. Yeah. It's, it's, it didn't get any of the subtleties. It didn't get any of the, it didn't even get any of the big picture stuff. It just, just, it's a uh, flat. Yeah, I like I like how you said that, Joe, the whole documentary thing, because the documentary could be very informative. You can inform the people of all this bad shit that really happened, and you can do a better job of... I'm going to watch a 15-minute YouTube video. <laughs> like a little <laughs> recap. <laughs> straight up, straight up. So the United States versus Billy Holiday. All right, yeah, that's, that's that. Yeah, that's awesome. that. Hell yeah. And again, last day of Black History Month. By the time this episode drops, it'll be uh, either Monday... Or it might, it might be tonight, you know what I'm saying? So uh, follow us. Thank you for listening. Follow episodes us. Episodes every Monday. Every Monday. It's late. Sometimes right? Sunday if, if, you, if you really need to listen to it. Bro, if you really need to tap in, tap in on a Sunday night and you might very well see our episode published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Cast of Color. Fellas, what you got to close with? Uh, wear a mask, wash your hands. Yeah. Easy. No, I, I, I'm <laughs> peace out, folks. <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Well, hell yeah, March is gonna be exciting. We have a lot of cool shit lined up. We have a lot of a lot of things coming out in March. So, uh, yeah. very excited. Awesome. Yeah. Out. Oh yeah. We're signing off. Peace. Peace. Hey, I let you